Hey everyone, this is Natalie Satare, your makeup artist and beauty coach here. And today's episode is going to be amazing. It's probably going to be one that's going to stick with you for a long time. It is all about color theory, especially when it comes to makeup. And what is color theory? You know, those color wheels that you see artists use. Terry Tomlinson, our guest today, is the creator of the flesh tone color wheel. So it's her mission to teach makeup artists and makeup enthusiasts how to approach color, how to find the right color foundation, how to know and fall in love with your undertone, how not to just randomly guess what eyeshadow to put on, but to be very intentional about the colors to evoke whatever emotion you might be feeling. And so she goes in depth in this amazing interview that we have, and I just can't wait. So let's just dig in right now. You're going to learn a lot. I know I did. And let's do this. You are listening to the Be Your Own Makeup Artist podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Sachare, former military officer turned professional and award-winning makeup artist and educator and author of the book, Be Your Own Makeup Artist. This podcast is for makeup enthusiasts, makeup artists, and everyone in between. I share insights about the beauty industry, invite industry experts, and try to keep the content more about makeup education and less about buying this or that. I'm so glad you're here and I hope you enjoy this episode. Today, I am so excited to talk about color theory. The world of color theory seems like this rare, weird thing that only artists and painters study, but really color theory is something that we should all know in our day and our world and our life and how we dress ourselves. It's not too hard, even though it can seem really overwhelming and confusing. But if makeup consumers and makeup artists alike take the time to understand color theory, this is a complete game changer and it can change the entire industry. So when it comes to color theory, there is one name in the industry every working professional artist already knows, and that is Terry Tomlinson. Terry Tomlinson is a working makeup artist, global educator, and creator of the Flesh Tone Color Wheel. She has worked in the beauty and protection industries for 30 years and opened the Makeup Training Academy in 2010. Terry currently travels the world teaching her new method of color theory in neutrals, works with cosmetic brands on color development, and also trains professional makeup artists. I was fortunate to take her Color Theory for Makeup Artist course last year in Mainz, Germany. Her mission is for the flesh tone color wheel and color theory in neutral to be the industry standard by which makeup artists learn and work with color theory. As a working makeup artist, Terry began her career working with the lines like Bobbi Brown and Prescriptives. Later, after studying makeup for camera at the Makeup Designory, MUD, she began working in the production industry where she created supernatural camera-ready makeup for all mediums, focusing on HD and commercial print. In 2010, she opened the Makeup Training Academy in order to share her experience and offer professional makeup education to North Texas. The Makeup Training Academy focuses on old school application, technical skill, theory, and a strong understanding of the industry. In 2017, Terry created the Flesh Tone Color Wheel for her students to use while in class. The wheel was an instant success and changed the way Terry worked with color theory. 
color theory in neutral brings the principles of color theory to life for the working makeup artist. It is brilliant. The success of the wheel and Terry's method has led to working with brands, schools, and artists all over the world. Her flesh tone color wheel is a staple in my kit and something I take with me to almost every job. And I know it is a staple for most of my colleagues. Her color wheel is also one of the few resources I list as a must have resource for anyone wanting to learn makeup in my book. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Terry Tomlinson to the show. Hi, hi Natalie, hi everyone, so good to be here. I am so excited to see you again and I know. Talk, talk about color theory. And it's just such an important topic and it's not Instagram sexy and people feel like it's overwhelming and they'll never get it. But I think after today's episode, everyone is going to want to go grab your color wheel. If they don't already have it, they need to have it and also just have fun and practice. So first question I have for you is, and I'm sure you've been asked this before, but before we dive into the actual wheel and to get the color theory and also why it's important, can you briefly just describe how you came up with the concept of the flesh tone color wheel? Sure thing. I opened Makeup Training Academy in 2010, like Natalie said, and I knew that color theory had to be part of my curriculum. And I created the curriculum because of the way the laws are set here, there's no educational directive for makeup artistry in the state of Texas. And so I pretty much created my curriculum based on my experience as a makeup artist and what I thought was important. And also based on what I learned when I went to professional makeup school in LA back in the 90s. And I was not taught color theory. We did not learn color theory as an independent kind of tool or module in professional makeup school, but I had seen the flash palette by Makeup Forever. I knew that color theory played a role in what I did every day, even though I wasn't very conscious about it. And so when I went to sit down and create my curriculum for my school, I knew that color theory had to be a big part of it. And so I did a lot of research and I created this color theory kind of lesson within my beginning classes, my level one classes, and started teaching it. And every time I taught it, it was like, yeah, yeah, I get this. I get this. And pieces of the puzzle started coming together for me in how I was using color theory in my makeup artistry and in my education, but I just wasn't consciously talking about color theory. It was there. I was using correctors. I did blue correction and red correction. And even before I went to professional makeup school, I used to be a custom blender for prescriptives and I used to make orange powders and lavender powders and color corrective makeups. And so it was all kind of in there, but I'd never really been aware of it as, as a whole thing, as a tool and a mechanism that I could really utilize. And so every time I taught color theory, I just got it a little more deeply and it seemed to make more sense and it seemed to be a bigger deal to me but my students really, really struggled with it. And what I found was as I kind of evolved as an educator and I evolved how my students worked and the products that they worked with, it became harder and harder for them to grasp color theory. And one of the big things that happened was I took, I used to teach with a corrector palette and everything was labeled. This is a red corrector, a blue corrector and all of that. And so they never had to really understand 
what they were doing. They just had to kind of look at the palette. And when I stopped teaching with that, they really, really struggled. And I got very frustrated. And I just thought that maybe it was me and that I wasn't teaching it properly. And so I was trying to find a tool or something maybe I could use to show them what color theory looked like in my head. And I couldn't find anything on the market. And so one brilliant day, I got the idea to make my own color wheel. And I still don't know how it came about, but I got the idea and I started working on it. And it took me about a year to make it. And making it was hard. I made it all with makeup colors. I had to make sure they worked. And then I had to find someone who could digitize those colors and make them look real and for them to be able to work. So it ended up being a little bit of a bigger project than I anticipated, but it has since completely changed the trajectory of my career. So it's just been a great ride, but that's how I came up with it. And I printed like, I think 200 my first round because I didn't know and it sold out in a week. So I had some big makeup artists that have a big following like Eugenia Weston and James Vincent and Michael DeVellis of the Powder Group. They all shared my picture of the color wheel and it sold out in a week. And I was like, wow, <laughs> this is a thing. And so it just kind of took off. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I remember starting my business before the color wheel, always struggling with color in that way. And I don't remember where or how, but I saw your wheel and I think I bought it that day. As soon as I saw it, it was just the answer to a lot of prayer because as makeup artists, when we're working with, let's say one certain demographic all the time, that doesn't prepare you for all of the jobs that you want, right? Right. And so I knew I was really needing something that would help teach me and guide me so that I could confidently work with every skin tone and undertone. And I'm going off script for my questions because I want to make sure everybody knows how awesome it is that you were, well, you do consult with makeup companies on foundations and undertones, and that can be a totally different episode on how that works. But the fact that I'm sad about prescriptives, yeah, it's like a dagger to my heart. They were a great company and then they just lost their identity. They started thinking they needed to be Mac and, and all the things that made them great, they quit doing. Yeah. And really they were Mac before Mac, you know, they were the first real global skin range I ever worked for. I just think they lost their identity. They forgot who they were and then they kind of jumped the shark. Yeah. But it was an amazing line and the Custom Blend was an incredible product, especially early on, the original formulations. And I loved it. I just thought it was a great line. And I learned a lot working with them. And when I think back on, even when I started teaching color theory and I say I never got color theory, in a way that's not quite true because the two lines I worked with the most in my retail career were Prescriptives and Bobby Brown. And both of those have very, very strong color philosophies. And I worked for prescriptives on and off for probably five years as a custom blender and an event specialist and all of that. And then I opened one of the first Bobby Brown counters in the United States and people hated Bobby Brown. They thought it was hideous, but she tapped into something that wasn't happening in the cosmetic industry, which was that skin is not pink. 
And because she tapped into it early, she became kind of a pioneer in skin tone. So I think that working for both of those companies really shaped me as an artist and helped me shape my eye. And it affected me as a makeup artist when I moved over to production and then really, really influenced me as an educator. Yeah. Well, I think that's great. I think that there are that are listening that are working in makeup counters right now or in department stores. I feel like this is their opportunity to really, really get familiar at the consumer level under town. So it's a great opportunity for them. I love how you just created a resource that you needed before creating it for other people. I mean, Eugenia Weston came out with the form of brow. Right. You needed those brow stencils. I don't have a brow issue, but I do remember in the nineties plucking these bad boys. Mm -hmm. And when I wanted them back and they weren't as full as they are now being like, okay, I need to put a stencil on. (laughs) That was Eugenia. So this is a question that is super loaded. There's so much happening in the world, especially when we think of color and skin tone and everything like that. Now, one of the things that you said in your class, it stuck with me. It just made sense the way you said it is that everyone is some shade of brown, right? And I can't unlearn that. But I do feel like that concept could be really hard for people who aren't working on faces or in the industry. So what are some of the biggest misconceptions and challenges that you have experienced when it comes to teaching color theory? Well, I think when you're talking about skin, we have to be able to distinguish between the words that we've used to describe people of different color and the actual color that we are and why we're that color. And we use white, black, brown, but there are no white people. There is no white and there are no black people either. And so we have to change our language because we use these terms as a way to kind of distinguish people and also to divide people based on this idea that they are so very different from us. They are black and white. If you look at skin as an anatomical feature of human beings, all skin is made up of the same properties. We all are pigmented in the same way, just to varying degrees based on where our ancestors came from. And so it's important that we get a little more scientific and quit falling into these pigeonholes about race and skin. Because as soon as you can look at skin as a universal component of all humans, then our canvas becomes one thing. And we're not working on all these different people. We're working on the same canvas all the time. We just have to be able to see the color within the canvas. And so if our canvas is the same, our canvas is brown, then all we have to do is figure out where on the light to dark scale a brown skin falls and what the color within the brown is. And I didn't think this way when I made the wheel. The wheel brought these concepts to me as I started working color theory in browns. And so and it sent me on a kind of a learning journey about you know, the anatomy of skin and why we're pigmented and what brings about such a unique color in each one of us. But I also think that we have to think of skin as universal and we have to think of it as all the same color. And if we can, if we can put it in one big pot, then it's so much easier to utilize color theory in it because we're not working on multiple things. We're working on one thing Mm -hmm. that has an infinite range of colors. And so I think that's probably the hardest concept to teach 
is to get people out of their heads and educate them on color and skin and what that is. The other thing from the class that I absolutely love is when I talk about brown. Okay, we're all brown. We can get there, right? I can get us there. Mm -hmm. And then how do you make brown? And the reality is that, that brown is simply neutralized color. You see it in nature. When leaves die, they neutralize, right? We see it all around us, neutralization. And brown is created by things being neutralized. And so if brown is neutralized color, I also think my next kind of mission in life is to get us to stop using the word neutral so casually. I see people say, oh, your skin is neutral or that brown is neutral. And that word means nothing. That word means brown. So if I say, oh, your skin is brown or oh, that brown is brown, we have to go deeper. We have to learn more. We have to see better within brown within skin so i think that's kind of the hard part is to really like hammer that home create a kind of a line of thinking that makes sense that can lead us makeup artists from traditional color theory you know traditional color theory mm -hmm. to skin because once we can kind of walk that pathway and get to how do you operate color theory in browns the world opens up for you and color theory does not feel that difficult, right? It starts to really click and make sense. Yeah. For those of you listening, she showed just a traditional color wheel, which is also a staple in a lot of makeup artist kits. But what makes Terry's is different is that it has varying levels of undertone and browns, like she's saying. And I am very guilty for so long of using the term neutral. Mm -hmm. And I also realized the reason I use neutral is because when somebody asks me, well, what color am I? What color foundation? I'm sure you get that all the time from people. When we think of consumers and people buying makeup, a lot of times it's yellow or pink and then there's mm -hmm. neutral. And so I look at somebody in a pinch and I'm like, I know where they're going to be shopping. They're probably going to be best with a neutral one, but not because they're neutral, but because, you know, or if they have the olive tone in those instances, right? But these are not so readily available in the consumer space. Consumers are really in a pinch because they are subject to whatever whims a cosmetic company uses to describe their foundations. And most cosmetic companies, most brands do not use color theory when developing their skin tones. They just borrow from each other and they don't use any kind of systematic reasoning behind how they classify their colors either. I think we as makeup artists have to be smarter. We have to be smarter than the brands. But yes, as a consumer, when your options are yellow, which is cool, pink, which is cool, and neutral, which is gray, I mean, you're screwed. How are you supposed to get a skin tone when all three of your options are so lacking in life and color? And that's one of the reasons I think that bringing color theory and flesh tone to the consumer, I've been working a lot more with private clients and teaching them what color they are and how to use color theory. It's really powerful because then they don't fall victim to all these crazy marketing concepts by the brands. They can go in and say, I know exactly what color I am and I know what I need to look for, you right. know? Right. It's when consumers start saying, no, I'm, I'm not going to buy a foundation anymore. Yeah. No, if enough consumers actually learn that they deserve better, I think cosmetic manufacturers are going to do a better job. Yeah. And um, working with brands has been really interesting because that's one of the things I would like to do more of because you can create a global range of skin tones that actually are the color of 
global skin tones, or you can create a broad variety of makeup colors that don't really match people. And I come across brands that might have 70 shades of makeup or 50 shades of makeup, but only about 12 of them really look human. And so I think that they can do a better job. And following color theory in browns, I think could be very beneficial. Yeah. Well, I see big things for you with this. <laughs> Everybody needs to know. Terry needs to be higher Terry. She needs to do this for the brands because you are the expert. We talked a little briefly before the episode, but you have big name makeup artists coming to your classes. This isn't just for the little guys like me. This is a big deal. I don't think of myself as the expert, but I definitely think I've tapped into something that is unique. That's always been there, but for some reason, the way I approached it, the way I've been able to speak it and kind of sell it has been really new. And so I feel like there's this new revolution in color theory happening and we can do better, you know? And so I think that's kind of where I'm heading. I'm just like, we all need to be looking at color theory this way and look at what we can do with it. Look what we can do with this information. So it's been super fun and very exciting. And I mean, like last year, I got to come to Germany and teach classes and I loved it there. I loved it. Oh, so fun. If people don't know, I'm in V-Spot in Germany. So I would have traveled across Germany, but Mainz is just 20 minutes away from me. So Mainz is an awesome university town. You're always welcome back. <laughs> I'd love to come back. There was a lot of stuff I didn't get to go look at. I am so sorry to interrupt. I just have to take a brief second to let you know that this episode is being sponsored by none other than our very own stay-at-home style guide for the fall and winter 2020 and 2021. You can go grab the guide at nataliesetchray.com slash stay-at-home style and see all the visual examples of what we're talking about and also connect with us and get all of our information. You can get that again at nataliesetchray.com slash stay-at-home style or in the show notes. Okay, back to the show. You're very humble. You're right. You are able to make color theory interesting and also approachable. Yeah, approachable is a good word, I think, definitely. We've already talked about how color theory is just undeniably important as a makeup artist. Another thing that you did that really stuck with me, I pulled it out of my file, but I don't know if you remember, you probably do, you had us all come up with a color story for a red carpet event, and I had Halle Berry, and also I have your little palette here, mm -hmm. and with your palette, we were able to create a red carpet look. What I loved is that we were creating the look from our knowledge of colors versus what palettes do I have? What products do I need to buy to create this? Like, what do I already have in my kit to be able to do a red carpet look or whatever? You know, it's a slow season for a lot of freelancers. There's not a lot of work. There's nowhere to go and there's nothing fabulous to do with the exception of the celebrity makeup artists and the production artists who do have regular work right now. But for so many makeup artists right now, they're just not able to work. And so I would love for you to maybe help give them some things that they could do, exercises that they could do right now to hone those skills. I want you to talk all about your classes and everything, which we're going to get to, but are there any exercises that you did to get better at color theory in the flesh tone that maybe would help during this time? 
Sure. And first, let me just say that the reason color theory is so important is because if you understand color theory and you can work it in your client's skin or even your own skin, then you know what colors look good on you. You know what color is going to look like. You know how much it's going to show up. You know how to make things go away. You know how to enhance what you want to enhance. It gives you all the power. And so to really train your eye to see color theory and to work color theory, it does take time, but it's not impossible. And if you are a working makeup artist and you have downtime now, which I think a lot of us do, there are things you can do. I think sitting down with your kit and swatching every product you have, every complexion product, every eyeshadow, blush, lipstick, swatch it onto the flesh tone color wheel and find out what its undertone is. Because if you know what the undertone is of the product you're working with, and you know what the color is of your client, then you know exactly what that color is going to do, right? And so get to know your kit, because what happens is makeup artists, especially like my students, I see it so much with my students, they'll open up an eyeshadow palette. They've got a client in their chair, and they gravitate towards the color they're most attracted to. And there's so much more you could be doing you could instead say, okay, my client has a yellow undertoned deep skin and we're going for a supernatural camera ready look. She doesn't want to look like she has makeup on. So I know the colors that are analogous to her skin tone are just barely going to show up on her skin. So all of a sudden you have reason for what you're choosing other than, ooh, pink is so pretty. And your makeup becomes so much better because it's being customized to that canvas, not picked out for fun because that's just where you're going today, you know? So you can take your wheel and you can literally swatch everything on the wheel. You should have a range of skin tones that follow around the wheel and you should be able to adjust them as well. You should have neutral eyeshadow colors that go all the way around that wheel. You should have cool browns, warm browns, red tone browns, you know, the gamut because a brown is not a brown. A brown is neutralized color. And so that's a great way to train your eye and also get to know your kids so that you're making smarter choices when you are working with clients. I'd say that's the first one. What we did with the red carpet look, that was so much fun. You can also go through magazines and use your wheel to find a celebrity or find a face on the wheel and then custom lend to them. And it doesn't matter if you're right. It doesn't matter if Halle Berry's really a yellow toned skin, but in the magazine ad, she looks red because they've all been doctored. It just matters what you see. So you can kind of train your eye that way too. There's a lot of things you can do with magazine work. That is wild. I love that advice. I think I always organize my kit in this warm, cool. Mm -hmm. I know there's a better way. And you just said exactly how I, I need to depot everything and just build my palettes just according to this. I think that is an amazing, amazing exercise. I know I'm going to do it. We all have time. And if yeah. we don't have time, we should make the time. I mean, it can only make you better. A better artist, a better color theory is, and more efficient too. Much more efficient because you're not fishing around going, oh, what color, what do I want to use? You're like, I know exactly what I wanted to achieve. And this is how I get there. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking, not as much now, but I remember when I was first starting out, I'm sure you remember when you're like, I don't know what color I think this is going to be. Like, let's try some of this. You know, I would just, I'd have my like three shades that I used on everybody. You yeah. Know, yeah. Harmony by Mac. It's good on everybody, but <laughs> there's so much more we can do. 
And with all the enthusiasts and all the makeup hobbyists and so many people are focused on makeup. And if you really want to be able to charge whatever it is that's, you know, in your market to charge a thousand dollars a day, $200 an hour, you've got to be better than the hobbyists and the consumers and the non-trained professionals, because we ask the world to treat us like professional, highly trained makeup artists. So we have to be professional, highly trained makeup artists. Right. We just open up a kit and pull out a store-bought makeup and slap it on somebody. Well, they can do that. Right. Mm -hmm. So why are they paying me to do what they can do at home? Mm -hmm. You know, we have to have skill. We have to raise our bar to justify our rates, to justify how we want to be seen and respected in this industry. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the ways to do it. That's 100% why I took your class. (laughs) But I I feel like, you know, everybody wants to buy the new palette or the new brush line or whatever. And I am always saying, no, invest in your education. Invest in relationships. I made some friends that I'm still in contact with in your class. I was able to connect with you. I mean, you learn when you invest in education that is going to up-level your game. I just got a question. Actually, it was very timely. I got a question from one of my readers from my book, and she was like, how do I use this color wheel? And I said, of course, to follow you because you are always pulling out eyeshadows and pulling out colors from nature and talking about, I mean, it's a great resource. We'll make sure to link everything so you can follow Terry, but can you maybe give, so we have a great exercise for makeup artists, but what about these makeup enthusiasts? What about these makeup consumers? How can they use this color wheel? Let's go to a a very simple way to use the wheel that doesn't even require that much knowledge or that much color theory expertise. You can use the wheel and find your eye color on the wheel. Find, if you have blue or green eyes, find the blue or green on the inner ring of the wheel that most corresponds to your eye color. If you have brown eyes, all brown eyes have some color within them, red, yellow, green. And if your brown eyes are really, really dark, we would call them blue undertones. If you have really deep, dark eyes and you don't see any color within them, pretend your eyes are blue. But you can use the wheel Find the color that's closest to your eye color on the wheel, which is pretty simple. And then what you know is the browns that live around that color. For example, let's say you have a brown eye that has red in it. The red undertone browns, the red orange and the red violet browns that you see on the wheel, those are all great basic neutral eyeshadows for you. And the ones that live opposite of your eye color, those browns will enhance the color of your eye. And so that's something that's pretty easy, I think, for the consumer to do, because we all know what our eye color is, or we can get close to it. And that shows you eyeshadows that'll work for you in browns, because most people are not going to wear pure color on their eyes. My eyes are green. I'm not going to walk around with red on my eyes. I would look sick. But I can wear some kind of light ready like rose golds and I can wear light cool rose color browns on my eyes and they enhance the green so that's something you can do very very easily yeah that's what I kind of recommend is people to just learn what their complementary colors are for those of you who can't see it yet again you'll see it in the show notes you can go and order it it's very affordable and I think that's 
perfect because everybody wants to buy eyeshadows and that's probably yeah. the easiest place for consumers to start. And I feel like if all of these Instagram and YouTube people would actually do a little bit of color theory, imagine how much more impactful some of these hobbyist makeup artists are doing. Oh yeah. Um, too many people go buy products because they're hot on social media or they decide they need to contour and highlight and they don't know anything about it and they end up buying things they don't use and then they get frustrated and they feel like everybody's lying to them. So the more you know as a consumer, the smarter your choices and the less, again, that you get marketed. Yeah. You'll save a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of trends in the makeup world, those of us who are professionals and working, we kind of cringe when we, when we hear about influencers and the marketing that goes behind it. And I don't think it's as much the art. I think we celebrate the artistry and, and things, but I do think that the trends that we see in makeup tutorials on YouTube and Instagram are starting things that trickle down to the consumer level that is almost dangerous that make us want to cringe because then they become our clients and then they ask us to do these things. And we're like, wait, no, let me, let me educate you. Some of them are okay with that. Some of them aren't. So with this whole color correcting trend, I feel like your wheel is the perfect thing. If people want to color correct, it's like first they need to get your wheel and then they need to, think about color correction. And so because this is a pain point or an alleged pain point for so many of my listeners and perhaps their clients, what is your approach to color correction? You were saying that you were doing it before this was a trend and this is not a trend. This has been around as long as painting and artistry. I mean, color correction is not new, but how and when, why might you want to color correct? And could you maybe recommend some products that you reach for in your kit? I think first is, when do you look at somebody and say, I need a color correct? And then when you do color correct, what are you reaching for? I'm assuming you're not reaching for the big Maybelline crayon. So let's talk through a professional and color expert way of thinking about color correction. So color correction is neutralizing the color that you don't want to show. And to me, there's two ways to approach covering up or getting rid of something you don't want to show. Typically scars, blemishes, dark circles. Dark circles are probably the number one thing. There's two ways to go. You can build a wall of pigment over it, which is called concealing, or you can neutralize it by applying a color corrector. Color correction is a thin, intentional application of a very specific color on a very specific discoloration. So a lot of makeup artists would prefer to just conceal it. They're heavy handed, they're in a hurry, and it's easier for them to just build a wall of opacity on top of whatever it is that they don't want to show on the skin. But if you're working in HD cameras, if you are trying to create a very glowy, beautiful skin, the more stuff you have on it, the less like skin it looks. And so color correction is this beautiful way to create a natural, neutralized skin. To know and to do color correction though, you have to understand a little bit of color theory because whatever your discoloration is, the opposite is what will neutralize it. Color correcting, for example, under my eyes, under someone's eyes, if you see darkness there, it's not blue, it's a blue undertone brown because you're still seeing it through skin. 
So your corrector is not orange. Your corrector is an orange undertone brown. And so all correction I do is brown. And it's properly undertoned to neutralize discoloration. And so a lot of these color corrector palettes, they're lavender, there's mint green, orange. I mean, all these crazy colors. And what happens is you put them on and you turn orange or you turn lavender or you turn green because it's overcorrecting your skin. And so if you want to color correct, whatever you use needs to look like your skin, but just with a different undertone. It is no one size fits all. You really have to know, don't go by the palette. I have one that I never use, but I only bought it to show people like don't use, it's not going to work. I use it mostly to demo. And the other thing is if you have those color corrector, I can't say it, color corrector palettes and you've got dark circles under your eyes, then take the orange and mix it with your foundation or mix it with a beige color mm-hmm. um, and apply it that way. So you can use them, but you don't just pack that pure color on your face and stir it around and expect it to suddenly look like skin because it's not going to happen. But I do think everybody who's a light to medium skin should have a peachy orange concealer type product, which is a basic blue corrector, which should knock out quite a bit of your under eye. And Eugenia Weston, her line Senna has some beautiful creamy concealers. They come in a little palette. I don't know the names of them. I think they're HD concealers, but her colors are good. So there's a light, a medium, and a dark. So everyone could just go by that and they'd get 85% of the way there, regardless of their skin tone, you know? So you can go buy them. It's not like you have to customize everything, but the palettes with the lavender and the green, I mean, they're just kind of a waste of money unless you really know what you're doing. So professional brands like Senna and Face Atelier and you have the Makeup Forever Flash Palette and you have Pro Lines. You have your own line too, right? So a lot of these pro brands are going to have these already made for consumers. I don't want to say it's a best kept secret. This is what professionals use. And yes, consumers can buy and dabble and learn and go that way. So I have a question and I guess we kind of touched on it. This is from a professional makeup artist, Zaina. She's in Barcelona and she asked, what are your thoughts on foundation adjusters and which ones do you recommend? Of course, not everybody knows what an adjuster is. If you wanted to kind of talk about that for the consumer, maybe they have a hard time with foundations and maybe an adjuster might be a right thing. So did you want to help answer Zaina's question on that? Sure. So basically, if you are a working professional makeup artist, or even if you're a consumer and you find one foundation and it's darn close to your skin, you can use an adjuster, which is basically, you know, some kind of pigment color product to make your foundations more perfect. So if you're a professional artist, I think that you have to be able to customize and adjust makeups to the skin you're working on, because I'll be damned if I'm going to let some other brand tell me that there's only 10 colors of people in the world because I have a palette that has 10 shades of foundation in it. Mm -hmm. And if that's the way you work, you're going to get so limited. So whatever your foundation palette has in it, you should be able to manipulate all of those colors with something else. If you're a consumer and you've got a foundation that's close, you can make it perfect. You don't have to walk around slightly muddy or slightly too pink or slightly too orange. And so that's what these adjusters are. I always reach for the rescue palette, which is a, color corrector palette that's in my line and it's made by Mac Pro Paris. So if you're in Europe, you know, Mac Pro, I think has one of the best 
cream foundation products in the market mm -hmm. and you can go buy a color corrector palette or a color theory palette, but I have one that I customize with them for my students and my clients here. You need to be able to adjust depth and you need to be able to adjust color. And so whatever products you use for that, you need to make sure they play well with all your foundations. Usually wax base, I think get along best. Some people like liquids. I'm more of a cream person because you can mix it into a liquid or a cream. Or if you have liquid adjusters and you mix them into a cream, it's going to thin out your cream. So I think cream's always the way to go. Senna has a color theory box that I think is very, very friendly to the consumer and has some really nice colors in it. They're all kind of pastel-y. RCMA makes great color adjusters. I've used Danessa Myricks. Her color fix comes in a cream, super pigmented, but they also work well. So I'd say whatever system you pick up, make sure it plays well with all of your products and make sure you really understand how to manipulate it. That's perfect. So the last question, and I think this is really, really important because everybody that's listening is probably overwhelmed and probably ready to sign up for a class with you. And you have Makeup 101, you have your Makeup Training Academy. I would love for you to spend a few minutes just talking about what you offer and what people can sign up for, what's good for makeup artists and maybe what level of makeup artist, and also what's good for my mom, you know, what's good for my grandma, my grandpa. I think you have so many great resources and I would love for you to talk about them. This spring, right when we went on lockdown here in Texas, I launched a digital platform for my color three class. And I have to say the timing was amazing because we had been on lockdown about two weeks when I got it up and running, but I'd been working on it prior to the pandemic. It's called makeupclassonline.com. And right now it has a four part, 45 minute color theory class on it. That is about color theory and flesh tone, why it's important, what color theory is about, how to use the wheel. That is something consumers and professionals can start with. It's kind of like if you take one of my hands-on classes, it's like the first hour of the class presented to you online. And there's even a workbook attached to that you can purchase. That's where I would start. And I think that's the easiest and most accessible place to get education right now, at least from me. If you are interested in in-person education, MakeupTrainingAcademy.com has all of my classes. Mostly that site focuses on what I do here in my studio in Dallas. But I do travel typically and teach color theory out in the world. I don't know when that'll start up again. So for now, it's all about makeup class online. And by the end of the year, I'll have a new program on my digital platform called Color Match. And it will be a 10 to 12 part class that is geared towards how you train your eye to see color in things and how you manipulate and work color theory and skin. And eventually there'll be three full classes. There'll be a level one, two, and three in the color match program with a certification attached to it. So you can be certified in color matching. And I'm super excited about this program because again, it's unlike anything that's out there in the market. And it's really about making color theory part of your DNA as a makeup artist. And so I'm super excited about getting those launched. And actually between now and the end of the year, I'm going to wrap filming on Color Match 1. So I'm hoping to launch it at the beginning of the year. Another thing I started doing that I think is really cool, I have a live Q&A that's attached to Makeup Class Online. So if you take the class, 
you can go into any of these live Q and A's I do, and I do them via like Zoom or Google, and there's two a month, and you can basically sit down with me live and ask questions about color theory. And I open that up to anybody who's taken any of my classes before, and it's a free service. You can do it as much as you want. And then Makeup 101 is my shopping site. So if you go to Makeup 101, you'll see my private label line that I have there and also the services that I offer for the consumer, which again, I just kind of launched these recently, but I now have a virtual color match where you and I sit down, we talk about your skin tone, we look at the wheel and we figure out what your undertone is. And then I tell you kind of from there, what colors look best on you. It's kind of like color theory for you personalized. And I just launched a virtual face shape where we talk about your face shape and how to properly highlight and contour you and a virtual eye shape where we look at your eyes, the shape of your eyes and the color of your eyes and use light hearing color theory to create an eye story, a color palette for your eyes. And those classes as well, you can attach many tutorials to. So you and I basically sit on a Zoom meeting and I teach you how to do whatever we learn. So I think right now the virtual and digital classes are really great and they're a quick way to get something now. And as far as my products go, I do ship internationally. It takes a while, <laughs> but I do. And, and that's about it, I think. I'm uh, looking forward to getting back on the road. I traveled a lot last year and I loved it, but I got a little worn out, but I'm ready. I'm ready yeah. to get back on the road. Well, if you are a makeup artist and you want Terry in your city, and if it's awesome city and you have a good plan for her, email her, <laughs> let her know, yes. get, get enough people to sign up, make it worth her while. But to this day, I've invested in quite a bit at this point in the game. And I can say, I always learn a lot, but I learned how to think and approach color differently. And I already knew a lot about color and I was like, it's impossible. You know, I kind of thought I already knew a lot, but it, it, you, and like you even said, even as you were developing the wheel, you just keep learning more and it frames, yeah. it frames so much. It is 100%. I feel like this should be mandatory for all makeup schools and cosmetology schools. Well, let's work on that because I agree with you. <laughs> well, I, you know, I agree. That's the reason, and this is another topic, but I didn't go to, I didn't go to cosmetology school. None of them really teach good makeup. Same here, same in the States. And then there were the makeup schools that I could have gone to. They were either two hours away, but they were still, a lot of times, you know, they're for a very specific, you know, medium, like special right. effects or something. So anyways, if you haven't gone to makeup school and you're in your business and you really want to learn and be a better freelancer, I mean, these are the types of things that you need to invest in. And this is mandatory. mandatory. So I'm going to list all of the classes and everything on the show notes, but where can everybody find you on social media? Social media, Terry Tomlinson Makeup is my name for Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. I just recently got on TikTok and I'm really, really enjoying it and having great success there, uh, good visibility and um, having more fun on TikTok than I think I have on other social media platforms because I tend to try to stay very professional. But on TikTok, I can be a little more casual. And so if you're on TikTok, Terry Tomlinson Makeup, I have all kinds of videos, face shape videos, color theory videos, um, just little nuggets. But if you follow me on any of those platforms, you'll be able to kind of see what I'm about and also access all of my other 
websites and classes. This is awesome. So I always like to wrap up my interviews with one last fun question. What is one of your favorite pro makeup hacks that you just tend to go to in a pinch? So blue mascara. Blue around the eyes makes the white of the eye look whiter, especially if it's a deep blue. And so blue mascara will always make your eyes look more awake, more alive, and more noticeable. So I wear blue mascara all the time. And I have white eyelashes because I'm a natural blonde. So for me, it's really impactful. And it's become kind of this thing. But before I started wearing blue mascara, nobody really ever said anything about my eye color. But when I put blue mascara on, people are like, wow, look at your eyes. So yeah, put some color around your eyes. And I know I'm the queen of neutral. And I am. I love brown everything. But put a little pop of color around your eyes, but make sure it's an important pop of color. Yeah. You know, make sure it does something for you. That's my hack. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much for being on the show. And just stay healthy and we will definitely be keeping everybody informed when your new courses launch. Thank you, Natalie. Thanks everybody for listening. I hope that life is treating you well. Please be safe out there and hopefully we'll all get back to our regular lives soon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for sure. Okay. That is wonderful. And see everyone later. Stay beautiful. I hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed talking to Terry. She is an amazing, an amazing artist. If you didn't gather that already, she knows what she's talking about. And all I can say is I aspire to be able to look at colors the way she does and figure out exactly where in this undertone world she's living in. I would encourage you today as homework to find your undertone. What is your real undertone? Shoot me a DM on Instagram or send me an email or Facebook, whatever you do. I'm everywhere. Just shoot me a message. Let me know if you figured it out finally. And if you need other resources, make sure to check out the show notes for all of the amazing resources that she mentions. And don't forget to subscribe to the show if you loved it and leave a review because as you know, reviews help us get seen in more places and that's just a good thing for everybody. Isn't it more fun to talk about makeup during this time than all of the other things that are going on in the world? I think so too. With that, I hope you have a wonderful and beautiful day and stay healthy.